0: i uh-huh. uh-huh. Minute daily podcast where we crawl our way to the bitter end or logger end of the world's end hey. one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. And today we are preparing to annihilate Minute 11, which begins with Oliver telling Gary that his sister is fine and ends with Gary telling Andy that he recently saw Oman, Stevie Baby and the Petertron.
1: <laughs> That's definitely another uh, secret quote in my brain. Uh-
0: Oh, Peter Tron? A, yeah. a la Peter Tron?
1: A la With The rubber band. I love that he does it with like what is that a French accent that he's doing it in? A la peter I don't
0: Peter-tron? Um, I don't know. I love it. It's so good. Um so I before we even get to the to the to the Andrew uh sequence, uh I just want to talk about how fucking good Martin Freeman is. Oh my gosh, please because it Do is let's. it it is okay so in the in the script it's it's just i'm just going to read to you exactly the way that it is in the script hey how's your sister she's fine does she ever talk about me no that's it so that <laughs> like there's no there's nothing in there there's no parentheticals there's nothing describing how it's performed yeah and his uh, does she ever talk about me? No, it's so <laughs> fucking good. And then when he when he goes right, he goes over to him and he's like, uh, "It's uh, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't think I care." I'm pretty sure I have a doctor's appointment. Yeah, you do with Doctor Ink. You know, Doctor Drink. Yes, I get it. Like that <laughs> that whole thing. And uh, it wouldn't be the same without the old man. He's just Jesus. Yeah. Like, <laughs> The Jesus is great. Like, the Jesus, the <laughs> Jesus, and the
1: no it are <laughs> um, just legendary status. Just, mind reading, yeah, all time great. It's yeah, it's why you get Martin Freeman.
0: Uh, oh my God, is he one of our most underrated actors? Like because of the kinds of roles he plays, that I don't he's just know. I, underrated.
1: Yeah. Underrated is such a weird word because, like, I don't know. Didn't he get like a Bafta nomination for? For for Sherlock at one point, yeah, maybe,
0: maybe, but I feel like he he's still being slept on. I yeah, don't know.
1: he's just I don't really know. yeah, he's really really he's really just solid.
0: He's great. Oh my god, uh, I I just this is like next level stuff here. I just I I love it so much. Like every it's so making a the word no. <laughs> Like that, he performs that hard. Like what, like just brings it up to a 10. It's just no period. That's the line in the script. No period.
1: Yeah. He's, he's just, he's one of, he's definitely one of our all times straight men.
0: Oh man. That's true.
1: He's, uh, I mean, yeah. From Arthur Dent to John Watson to Bilbo Baggins to, oh man. Yeah. He's just really great at being. Put up. Put upon straight man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just filling yeah, just filling a, a simple no with so much pity and history. Like, no, of course not. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Did she ever talk about me? <laughs> no. <laughs> that one time that you hooked up with like a like a like a hood rat scumbag. <laughs> Yeah, no. She brings you up at at Easter all every every year. Yeah, you're the one <laughs> that got away. Do you think Sam is <sighs> you know not not uh, to quote to quote Hot Tub Time Machine? Do you think that Sam is Gary's great white buffalo? I don't know. Probably. Or do you think? Because I think this. I think this. It's night- like she's like the best hookup he's ever had. Yeah, which is a bummer. I don't know. It's interesting to me, the idea that he didn't hook up a lot post high school, especially like around like, quote, university era. Sure. He probably
0: did. But well, no, he was probably the kind of guy that kept hooking up with high schoolers.
1: Oh, like, yeah, they get young. I get older. They say the same age. Yeah. Gosh.
0: Yeah. I bet you he didn't hook up with a lot of college girls until he was like in his late 20s.
1: Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm 28. Time to transition to college, girls. Right. Ugh.
0: Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's that guy.
1: One of those guys. Um, because, he, I mean, he he clearly.
0: It's also college girls know better. <sighs> most, you know, like, like, like most of them are going to know better than to date a Gary or to hook up with a Gary. Um, yeah. They're like know. a little more mature than high school girls. High school girls never can tell the difference. They don't know. Right they're just so grateful that a guy like likes them
1: <laughs> and like yeah and then like i don't know and and it's also i think to psychoanalyze gary king a little bit today i think college university would represent oh right those girls that i am not around because i'm not in uni because i don't have any direction whereas high school those were when i was in my glory days when i was at right. my best Right. I'm going to find college I'm gonna find high school girls and like charm them and they'll they'll remind me of my glory days. Right. I remember um when
0: I was in uh high school in in Hope, Indiana, uh <sighs> we had a so one of the one of the biggest problems with our school was that it was a uh, a junior senior high school. So there were a lot of high school boys dating middle school girls that was that was a thing Oof. that happened a lot yeah um and uh which was very is it, 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 it seemed it was as uncomfortable then as it seems like it is now <laughs> um it's it's not good it's not good for anybody, nobody should be doing that uh but they did and it's it was a thing, and then the other part of it was that there was this one guy I remember in when I first got there, I would hear about this guy named jesse and everyone was talk about Jesse like, Oh, he was this guy that graduated last year. He was so cool. He brought our friend group together. Uh, it was this whole thing. And then when I met Jesse, the first time I met Jesse, because there was nothing to do in hope. So a lot of times we would just go where the people were and where the people were often were basketball games. Um, And so we would go to the high school basketball games and he would be uh in the he would go to the basketball games and that was the first time I met him and he would always bring his acoustic guitar great and he would play Wonderful. songs on his acoustic guitar like outside the basketball game cuz none of mm-hmm. us would actually watch the basketball game of course it was like we would be in like the lobby of the uh, of the auditorium where the basketball game the gymnasium where the basketball game was happening and we would all hang out outside as like just an excuse to all hang out. And he would be there and he'd be playing his acoustic guitar and he would do like covers of things like in sync songs, you know, like oh, he'd, got it, got he'd it. play like bye, bye, bye on acoustic guitar mm-hmm. and he'd like make it sort of like rockish instead sure, of yeah. the way it actually was. Or I remember he learned pop when that came out and that was like a big thing, mm-hmm. but it was like, it was like kind of ironic you know like he was he was playing them
1: ironically and whatever like look i have a sense of humor and i can play the guitar
0: right right and then he'd also play like dave matthews band songs and like you know whatever else and he was always dating a high school girl always Mm -hmm. always yeah um and it was it was always a thing where it was like oh who's like oh jesse's dating Lindsay now or oh oh jesse's dating jennifer oh okay Jen- Jennifer's the next one, huh? Jesse, and it was and it was really like that. Jesse's it was girl, like, yeah, right, yeah. Who's who's Jesse's girl? I'm fairly certain we even made that joke a few times. Oh, oh yeah, how can you not? Um, yeah, exactly. So Jesse is very much a Gary King, got it, in my estimation. Yeah, um, you know,
1: just that kind of very, very clearly will not date women who could ever intimidate or challenge, or challenge him in any way. Him. Yeah, right, right. Actually, I think. Your views on that movie are bullshit, guy. Right. What? What? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I don't like you anymore. I don't know. I think I think Tarantino watched a bunch of drive-in movies and now he's just like filming them but making them historical. What? no. Yeah. No.
0: Yeah, no, I think I think he just saw a bunch of drive-in movies and he's just st- stealing wholesale yeah. stuff from those and putting them in his own movies. I don't think Christopher and Nolan's then, ever had sex. <laughs> I think he's completely sexless, actually.
1: I think when he dreams, he just shuts off. <laughs> he just he plugs in and shuts off. <sighs> he goes into sleep mode. <laughs> Emma today, tonight I had last night I had a dream that stairs just kept going. <laughs> it was madness oh,
0: one day I I looked up and I in my dream I looked up and I I saw the city I was in above me
1: can you believe such lunacy could, it, could such a thing really exist
0: <laughs> let's find let's out, find out.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Warner Brothers is like sold American <laughs> Um,
1: <laughs> can you- Inception's fine it's fine yeah He's- He's a fine film. Yeah, it's just it's just fun to make fun of. Him. It's just it just says a lot that that's what that dude's dreams are. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, community is uh, back in the public consciousness a little bit with it being in Netflix on that net, yeah. on the Netflix and it. Yeah, I haven't gone back and watched it yet. Uh, I love I love Community. It was it was really a gateway drug for me to a lot yeah. of stuff. Uh, but uh, it's it's horrifying to me that people were shipping jeff and annie back in the day yep when yep annie is legit an 18 year old girl and i think i think in by the pilot jeff is like what 33 34
0: yeah no i think he's even older than that actually
1: but yeah that's uh pretty not good pretty fucked up
0: pretty creepy
1: uh pretty
0: creepy i also um Yeah, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know how well that show, uh, holds up on, uh, repeat viewings, uh, manners of, um, of, uh, manners of wokeness. I'm not sure (laughs) Uh, how well it holds up Mm -hmm. actually. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it sort of reminds me of, um, of, uh, scrubs, how like now everybody like kind of trolls on scrubs and it's like, Hey, look at the time it was a, pretty important show for a lot of people sure uh but rewatching it now yeah no totally i could see <laughs> that maybe it doesn't hold up as much as you'd want it to <laughs> and i feel like community is uh similar um in that fashion
1: it'll be it'll be interesting listeners let us know what how do you how do you feel about uh scrubs was definitely proto community for me
0: yeah it was for me as Where well I was like, yeah i
1: could just I think I've, I've definitely rewatched Scrubs more than Community, in that I have probably have seen most Community episodes once. Oh, I've I've seen mm-hmm. every Community episode once, but I've definitely seen a lot of Scrubs at least two or three times. Yeah, just on Comedy yeah. Central or yeah, you know what? That to me that's like a lazy college afternoon with your roommates. Oh, let's watch like five Scrubs.
0: Right. Yeah. Totally. Totally.
1: Um. So anyway. But anyway, <laughs> uh we're
0: so so um after the, the Dr. Inc. uh joke, whatever, um he does this really interesting thing because we were talking last week about like what is what is Oliver's stake in all of this? Mm-hmm. Um like why does he care? Like why does he want to do this? And I still can't really figure it out. I'm hoping that we figure it out as as we go along. Right. Um but one of the things that does, I think, push it over the edge for him is uh, when Gary says, you might even make it to the end this time.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Kind of a personal. A
0: little, a little subtle dig, mm-hmm. which is ironic because Gary didn't make it to the end. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. None of them did. Yeah. None
0: of them made it to the but, end. So oh, man. Like, oh,
1: man. Was the first one to get out of commission. That's true that is he true. he was ah. as the parlance in in certain areas he was he was he was the little bitch right right
0: right um but uh yeah he he might even make it to the end this time
1: i bet it's and frustrating be... i bet it's frustrating for steven and oliver and all of them really to you know there's uh and i think this is very relatable in that you you go so far in life you you accomplish so much you you acquire you know from a masculine point of view you know you get the job you get the mm-hmm. wife you get the mm-hmm. you get the power you get the suit mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. here's gary king who is objectively a loser mm-hmm. and yet in his mind you are still his sidekick right. you are still his little like uh, a, a goon, his henchman, his his subject, right? And that's probably infuriating to mm-hmm. de- to all of them to varying degrees, except Peter. You know, because like you know, from Stephen and Oliver's perspective, it's like I've I should. It's like an ex, where it's like I should be over you. I shouldn't care what you think about me anymore because I have I am miles past you, right? And yet. The fact that you still think of yourself as better than me or above me just really gets under my skin and really drives me nuts.
0: Right, right. So maybe that's all it is. Maybe that's all there is to it is like that's. That's what's pulling him back in is. Just wanting to prove yeah. once and for all that, like I, you're not better than and me. And I'm also
1: I'm not I'm not convinced. I, I really I think Oliver holds. I think they all hold the others still in warm regards. Yeah, that's true. I think I think that's kind of also could be a key is that Oliver misses Steven and Stephen misses Oliver, and they all you know they all miss Andy. And I think the idea mm-hmm. of seeing all of them again. I think I might have even said this last week is like, oh, I I can handle Gary King for a couple hours if it means seeing those dudes again.
0: Yeah, that's true. And as we'll see later in the week, he he does really love them, it seems. Yeah. Um because uh when they do reunite at the train station, it, it is very warm.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's not stilted or awkward. Right, right. Well it is, but like in a normal way. <laughs>
0: yeah, right, sure. In uh I can't believe we're doing this yeah. way.
1: So then we uh we cut to Andy's place of work.
0: Yeah, so uh What I do think is interesting is that um, Andy's a lawyer. Yeah. I wouldn't have. And not only a lawyer, he's a named partner. Beckingham,
1: Davis, and Knightley.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a big deal, which I know because I watched every episode of The Good Wife and The Good Fight.
1: And Um, I know that this isn't lawyer talk, but Mad Men.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. Like uh, like, like an ad Sterling
1: Cooper, Draper Price. Spoilers. Right. Right. So, uh,
0: so yeah, he's, a he's a name partner. So he's really important. It's interesting though, because his office doesn't seem big enough for a name partner. <laughs> right. Um, but, but then maybe that's just mad men and the good wife rubbing off on right. me of like, Oh, a a, a set should be a, a set for a, a name partner is always this massive room with like a decanter. But maybe that's just, yeah, maybe that's just a set. Maybe that's not what it's actually like if you actually went right. to kind
1: of like how kind of uh, like uh how uh how, how the, the the friends apartment.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, the friends apartment is like insanely big. Mm. Um and it's it it's absurd. Uh Oh, <laughs> well, the guy's apartment is relatively fine. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's the girl's apartment that is like ridiculous.
1: Well, wasn't it was and I'm not I'm not uh I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not, a, I'm not uh, a friend's historian, but like that was Monica's <laughs> grandma's place, right? That was like rent controlled, and I think like, that's right inherited. Yeah, I think that's right. I think you're right Where, about that. Whereas Chandler and Joey's place was like they just found,
0: right? But it it also like doesn't make a lot of sense because it's like what what how what apartment building has apartments that are that different from each other in the same building?
1: That's true to be like because <laughs> you know you know you, you ever you know when you're walking through your building and you kind of accidentally or subconsciously peek through someone's window and you're like, oh, that's just my place with different stuff on it. Yep. The idea of walking past like Monica and Rachel's apartment.
0: You just like, like, what oh, the fuck? Holy, holy
1: shit. shit. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is where we live. This is our big, huge window and our big, huge kitchen and our big, huge living room. <laughs>
0: it's like cavernous in there.
1: It's yeah. That window is like an entire wall. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Um if I can uh if I can take a moment to uh highlight a member of the cast uh unseen save for the back of her head. Mm-hmm. Uh Felicity played by Leo Thompson. Oh. has uh has quite the filmography as really? an actress. As an actress she uh has two credits. Felicity in the World's End and Resistance Trooper in Star Wars Episode 8 The Last Jedi. And uh, wow. there might be a re- there might be a reason for that. Uh, she was also an associate producer on a movie called Baby Driver, mm-hmm. and the production assistant to Mister Edgar Wright on Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, hmm. the assistant production coordinator to Attack the Block, wow, and the assistant to Edgar Wright on The World's End, huh? So she's seems to me very clearly like. Uh, a key member of the crew. I, I I wouldn't doubt if she is right next to Joe Wright in Last Jedi.
0: Yeah. Who? Who who like what what connection did she have to Ryan Johnson?
1: Oh no, I'm saying cuz it isn't uh isn't uh, Joe Wright also in Last Jedi? Is it
0: is it Joe Wright? I don't know. I don't actually don't know if Joe Wright is in it. I know that uh, Gareth Edwards is.
1: Yeah, that's it. He's 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 next to the dude who licks the sand or whatever. Right,
0: licks the salt. Licks the salt. Salt.
1: Salt. <laughs> it's salt.
0: <laughs> I love that uh, But yeah, what a, wow, what a that's fun crazy.
1: So yeah, it's cool they gave uh, they gave her uh, a small cameo in, uh, in yeah. this movie as uh, as Andy's uh, secretary Felicity. Felicity. So yeah, shout out to Leo Thompson.
0: I I like the business that Nick Frost is doing. Um, <laughs> yeah. The way that he's writing stuff feels like, you know, business. It feels like he's just doing business. I really uh, like his Felicity. Felicity. um, <laughs> That is, I wonder. No, I don't. Do you, do you, do we ever find out why his wife left him?
1: Uh, no, I've always, uh, I've always inferred that it had to do with, you know, you don't get your name on the door without pulling in some late nights and some, some, some long hours. Yeah. I just always assumed it had to do with the job.
0: Yeah. I, that's what I always assume too, but there's something about the way that he says Felicity without looking up and in such oh, a wow. flat tone that I almost wonder if they, if he had had an affair with her.
1: Right, or a or a or a past secretary.
0: Yeah, and so now he's like trying to prove to himself that he doesn't he he doesn't need to make a connection.
1: Yeah, I can I can just t- totally just not even treat her like a person.
0: Yeah, nope. Felicity. Won't even won't won't interact with her. Won't you know just just we're just talking about work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I,
1: uh that's interesting. Yeah, it's, I don't it's know because it's it is a weird.
0: It's a weird reading of that moment. There's like there's no warmth in what he's saying whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Just I I don't even know if I could say felicity as flatly as he does.
1: Almost almost like a little bit of contempt if you yes. want to read it that
0: way. Right. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Felicity. Um felicity. Like it's just
1: <laughs> if you have to try to be that flat.
0: Yeah. Um, and it it seems like a choice, which hmm. makes me think that Nick has put like a little a little extra something in uh in in Andy's backstory that isn't in the script.
1: Yeah, I think you have to in a movie like this where there's so much lost history in between right. eras. Right, right, right. Like you know, he he Andy's had a heck of a few years. He 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 uh, he he got sober. He survived a pretty serious car accident, right? Had to do some physical therapy. You you know what else?
0: Just to just to add credence to what I'm saying, what 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 this my theory here is, um later the business with uh the marmalade sandwich and her being like I want you inside me and he's like okay and then like, you know, gets his wedding ring out of her tummy p- <laughs> punches through it. Like it's it's a lot of you know if we're if we're doing if we're to assume I mean we don't even have to assume this is what they're doing they're the marmalade sandwich are meant to be sirens right mm-hmm. and and they're they're uh, they're sort of that's why they're in the mermaid mm-hmm. and so they're sirens like trying to uh uh tempt you know the group off their and, path yeah and specifically Andy is with the leader of the Sirens not you know you would think Gary would have the leader of the Sirens but it's Andy mm-hmm. um and i mean obviously this is all stuff that we're going to talk about later but his interaction with her he goes for it they make they 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 make out and she sucks the wedding ring off of his finger and swallows it mm-hmm. you know and it it just that whole interaction and then the way that he like rips through her stomach to get his wedding ring back. It feels (laughs) so specific in a way, like so emotionally specific Yeah, yeah. that it almost seems like something that he's like, he's frustrated that he made the mistake again.
1: Yeah. Wow. Cool. Yeah. I like that. You know what I mean? I do. Um, like no, I got tempted again. Like in his, he's still not emotionally over his wife. Right. Otherwise he wouldn't, he wouldn't be wearing the ring on his finger. Right. Cause I know that because I just watched the first season of marvelous Mrs. Basil.
0: <laughs> right. Um, it also weirdest, just, weirdest moment in the movie is when the, the name on the, like the, the name for this scene is Andrew.
1: I was um, just going to say it is. Yeah. Cause everyone, even earlier in this minute calls him Andy. Yeah. Everyone
0: calls him Andy. So it's the weirdest thing. Like, all Ollie being Oliver, Steve being Steven, Steven, um Pete being Peter. All of that makes sense. For some reason, I I get I bump up against Andy being Andrew.
1: <laughs> I guess it's it's, the, continu- it's continuity. I guess.
0: Yeah, it's definitely continuity. It's just the, it's just the weirdest moment because no one refers to him as Andrew. I don't Andrew.
1: think. Yeah. And then uh, speaking of names,
0: Andrew Knightley does sound like a lawyer, though.
1: Yeah, Andy Knightley sounds like your your neighbor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He's got a neighbor that he that he talks to like through a fence and you only see his eyes. Yeah. Um
1: Hey Andy. <laughs> What's his name Norm? What was that guy's name?
0: I don't remember what that yeah. guy's name was. Home
1: improvement. Our
0: it wasn't it wasn't normal. Norm. That's cheers.
1: Our listeners are yelling at us right now. Yeah. Uh <laughs> we still got uh we have some very interesting I'm
0: sorry I don't remember all the characters' names from home improvement. <laughs> no, <Norm? laughs> Yeah, that's the sound that the listeners are
1: making. They're not yeah. they're not oh. yelling. They're just going, oh? <laughs> <laughs> He would make that he would make that noise when he was confused, right? That was a confused noise.
0: It was a confused or or offended or like shocked noise mm-hmm. of like like somebody says like, Hey, I threw away your thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dad, I have cancer. <laughs> <laughs> that happened, right? One of them one of them thought he had AIDS or cancer. I think that's right. It was a very special episode. It always happens
0: toward the end of these of those uh, ABC sitcoms. They mm-hmm. have an episode that just goes too far into mm-hmm. uh, uh, like earnest tragedy porn.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're like, oh, no, what are you uh, doing?
1: I once uh, I once watched an episode of Seventh Heaven at school where uh, the blonde one went to went to school with a kid whose dad was a Holocaust denier. Wow. Yeah, they were watching a, they, a Holocaust survivor was like talking about his experience. And one guy was like, my dad said that didn't happen. And then we had to deal with that for like 40 minutes. And
0: the show was on that, that kid's side, right? Yeah, the dad's yeah, side. The, yeah.
1: Ultimately, yeah. yeah the the, the camp- show was like, and it wasn't real. The uh, who's to say? You know, his, <laughs> history is written by the victors.
0: Only God truly knows. <laughs> uh, um, uh, um, Seventh Heaven was a bad show. Um, I,
1: that's the only episode I've ever watched.
0: that's uh more than enough i've I've seen i remember it played i think it aired on the same day as dawson's creek so so i saw a lot of it just because it aired before dawson's creek
1: right because back then you had to you didn't want to miss anything so you would catch a tail end of one show right to uh to make sure you got everything from the, the show you wanted to watch right right listeners um
0: yeah. kirk's love interest from the whale one and uh she was the mom okay. on seventh heaven and then the uh the the dad who turned out to be a bad Monster. guy real bad guy yeah yeah
1: very yeah. interesting uh we get some interesting photos behind andy's office that i assume are his wife and family yeah that he hasn't taken off that he hasn't yep. removed so yep. He is not living in the present moment. Kind of weird, a little bit like Gary. He is he is he is trapped in the past. He is not let go. Mm-hmm. He has not embraced the, the unknown, the future.
0: You know, um, production designers when when uh Macs, the first iMac came out without a CPU, like the the Macs that were just they didn't have the box anymore, they were just right. the monitor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And all the computer stuff was in the monitor. Production designers must have been like, "Oh finally uh we can we we don't have to have that stupid box anymore. We can just put monitors on desks and call it a computer <laughs> because I'm like looking at this and I'm like, that is definitely not a a computer that is just a monitor, and it is attached to nothing but a keyboard and a mouse
1: <laughs> right it's uh it's great it's like look they're not gonna." they're not gonna if they're paying attention to that we're not doing our jobs
0: right yeah exactly um so uh there's uh, not even
1: anything under the desk because the desk is glass
0: right exactly yeah (laughs) uh yeah so the only thing under the desk is his briefcase his little leather briefcase that he's got
1: shout out to leo thompson also doing some great uh screen business behind the glass yeah that's true Um, very good. I just think that's so cool that they gave that Edgar Wright gave his assistant like a fun cameo in the, in the the trilogy capper.
0: Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, you know, assistants work really hard. Yeah. I really like the, uh, interior window concept. Like, with the courtyard which is like you know the courtyard the interior courtyard is really nice because it's like a good place to like spend your lunch where you feel like you're outside but you're not like staring at a parking lot you know sure um you can get a little sun mm-hmm. uh without like feeling like you have to like leave you know it's mm-hmm. uh it's nice and i like i like all of these offices office windows sort of facing inward um I don't know. I like yeah. uh, I like that courtyard concept.
1: Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit less soul crushing than where Peter works.
0: Right. Totally. Um. And, so uh, uh, I like Gary's little spin in the chair.
1: It's great. It's just
0: after saying it all, looks a little grown up.
1: Just like a kid in the principal's office. Yeah. Yeah. He is Stevie really Payton. trying to get through to Andy. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And kind of going back to you know have one two three four scenes in a row that could feel very similar you know because i mean i I can almost hear the the script note guy being like does he have to do we have to see him meet every single person like right because it's kind of i'm kind of it kind of it's kind of mixing it's the same color but like he is so humbled and on his best behavior talking to andy because he knows that andy has the least tolerance for Gary's bullshit. Right.
0: It's also worth noting that we are on minute eleven and we're fi- we're on Andy now. And you know, we got through all of them in about a five minute span. Like each scene is about ninety seconds long.
1: Yeah. That's that's
0: true. that they get through a lot in ninety seconds.
1: Mm-hmm. Where you really feel like you know who Oliver and Peter and Stephen are. Right. Right. And it's it's great that Edgar Wright, it's good that the Peg and Wright knew that the, the beating heart of this movie, even though it is an ensemble in a lot of ways, is between Andy and Gary. Right. So it's like, okay, we need this scene to be a little longer than 90 seconds. We need this one to have some awkward pauses, some breath, some air. Right. Well,
0: and it's, and it's it's also working on another level which is that this is the trilogy capper, and this has been a series of films about Simon Pegg and Nick Frost mm-hmm. and so like this is the 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 film like Edgar Wright and 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 you know Wright and Peg are holding off on the Nick Frost scene because they know that this is what everybody's here for yeah. you know so they're they're just trying to they're just trying to hold back on it a little bit
1: and it's so interesting to I guess going back to, you know, synthesis antithesis is Mm -hmm. you know Simon uh, 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 Sean and Ed were forever buddies, you know, like thunder buddies, right? They kind of leaned on each other, had all this history, and then Hot Fuzz is a meet cute, a rom com where we see the birth of their friendship, and this is a friendship that has died, that has withered. Yes, yes, totally. Yeah,
0: these movies are really good, you guys. And the world's end is is fantastic. It's it's the reason. Like this is the only. This this is the perfect trilogy capper. For exact another or another reason why this is a perfect trilogy capper is exactly what you just explained. Yeah, where it's like it's like yeah, you you got you have to do something different. And so the only thing that they could have done was this. And I think that a lot of people had issues with it because they just wanted another. Thunder Buddies, another meet cute kind of vibe. They wanted them to be just be good friends again, mm-hmm. um, and that's not what they got here. It's it's a it's a very complicated relationship. Yeah, it's messy. It's ugly. It's messy. It's ugly. Um, and I don't think that that's what people wanted. But what what I think people are not recognizing is that it it is as a capper to this trilogy. It's the only choice they had. This this is what it needed to be.
1: Right, anything else would have felt like going backwards.
0: Right. Right. Or or, re- or just being repetitive. Repetitive, definitely. Yeah.
1: Which uh we've seen some 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 third chapters can get a little like repetitive or like we're sorry, look here's the hits. Here's all right. the hits. Here's every hit. Right, right. And you know, yeah, mileage- it'd be
0: like it'd be like if every toy story was about them having to explain to a toy that they were a toy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like, no, you're a toy. And I mean, they kind of did that in Toy Story 4, but the difference, the way that they changed it up was by having him be like, no, I'm trash. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) you know, like Buzz Lightyear was like, I'm a a real, I'm a real space ranger. Like, all of this is real. You guys are insane. You think you're toys. That's, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm a goddamn space ranger and you're going to respect me, Mm -hmm. motherfucker. And then yeah. you get to those words, those words words. And he's like, actually I'm trash. I'm just garbage. And I deserve to be in the trash because that's what I am.
1: Yeah. What's actually, what's so interesting looking at, you know, the, 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 the dichotomy between Forky and Buzz Lightyear, Buzz Lightyear is Buzz Lightyear is a person who is kind of too deep into his illusion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He, he, he is fixated on who the kind of the delusion of who he is whereas Forky almost has too much awareness he is too self-aware right he is aware of no i am not i am not a lawyer i am a bag of water and <laughs> m- embryo and meat <laughs> given life for some unknown almost cruel reason <laughs> what I want is to return to the trash and just not be conscious anymore and not exist and just be trash again. And what Woody is doing is forcibly leading him through this road of consciousness.
0: Yeah. It's like the difference between ignorance and denial.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The difference between getting too caught up in the illusion of life versus choosing to not accept the gift of consciousness that we've all been given to. Yeah, You know, eventually we will return to the trash can. Eventually you are going to go to the dump, Forky. But why not enjoy consciousness? Why not enjoy the gift of self while you have it? Yeah. I will let you throw yourself away. Remember that bullshit? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> just
1: keeps digging him out of the trash. <laughs>
0: uh, Toy Story 4 is good. It's really uh, good. It's really yeah. fun. It's good. I, you know, like the only, the only downside is that like Toy Story three was the perfect ending, mm-hmm. um, but it was like the end of Andy's story. And now this was the end of Woody's story. Yeah, which is and, fine.
1: And it's, and it's great. You know, your mileage may vary because, you know, I think, I think it really poetically and really kind of beautifully deals with lingering questions left by Toy Story three mm-hmm. because Toy Story three is such a weird, like, eh, we're going to die, but whatever. But four is kind of like, oh my god, it's what it what what, what do I want? Who am yeah. I? What is the, what is the purpose of life? Yeah, and what it, is the, what is the
0: meaning to this life? Is it yeah. just that someone else loves me? That seems like bullshit.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 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 I'm just I'm just someday I'm gonna be another. Is it you know? Yesterday was Andy. Today it was Bonnie. Who's it gonna be tomorrow? Is this my life? And then Woody kind of gets off the conveyor belt spoilers and it's like yeah. well, no I wanted what do I who am I right right who, who am I without a kid without a without an owner
0: yeah Um. I'm a lover yeah but anyway point is uh, this is a really good trilogy capper and uh, it does interesting things just like the Toy Story movies did yes oh man Stevie baby I love Peter Tron
1: I love Peter Tron <laughs> I love Peter Tron uh and uh, so, Toy yeah. Story 4 has Duke Kaboom, Who's great.
0: That's also true. God. Can we get Keanu Reeves in Baby Driver 2?
1: Oh my god. He also he also would have been a good doc.
0: Can Keanu Reeves and Nicolas Cage be like partners in Baby Driver 2?
1: Yeah, hell yeah.
0: Can they be partners or any in anything?
1: It's like just anything. you can drive. <laughs> oh yeah. I can't really do an Ansel Elgort.
0: Oh man. Oh, my. I mean how who 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 can?
1: <laughs> Who can capture all that? <laughs> Who in this world can that charisma, <laughs> that big dick just, energy? Just
0: do a bad Elvis impression and you've got it. That's hey. baby
1: tricks by tricks.
0: <laughs> hey, uh. Uh,
1: maybe this I drive. Be, maybe maybe this can be our always. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen I haven't seen Paul stars in a long time. I can't quit
0: be... I drive.
1: <laughs> I drive. <laughs>
0: B A B Y Baby. B A B Y Baby. B-A-B-Y, B-A-B-Y, baby.
1: Uh, he's one of those days. When he's, trex. It's not every day that you're surprised someone's American. Yeah. You're like, oh, that is his accent. Okay. Yeah.
0: It's about Trex.
1: <laughs> Do you mean T Rex? Oh. Yeah. Weirdly, Lily James had kind of the better Southern accent then.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, Lily James is just in general a lot better than Ansel Elgort. <laughs> just... <laughs> sure. Uh, Lily James is great. What a, what a, what a, what a, like just totally unforgivingly bland role. And she just like made it her own and sure, just knocked it out of the park, really. Do you?
1: Would you? Un- would you? Un-
0: just unforgiving
1: that role. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, actually. I was thinking it was weird when you mentioned Andy making out with the mermaid. Yeah. Because it made me realize that there's only really like three Edgar Wright movies where people like kiss. It's Scott, it's Scott Pilgrim that one scene with the mermaid and baby driver.
0: Oh yeah. That's true. I I guess
1: that's like more than half of his filmography, but I guess that's just, it's, it's weird how sexless Sean and hot fuzz are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even Baby Driver I would say is largely sexless because
1: and this movie definitely sexless.
0: Yeah, for the most
1: part, yeah. Cuz like I don't know if you can love Kubrick that much and still be a sexy filmmaker.
0: Yeah, I think only the only sexy the only sexy scene in any Edgar Wright movie is probably the 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 blanket scene in Scott
1: Pilgrim yeah yeah the like yeah where they the first night that they share a bed together
0: right right and i said sexy with air quotes i just mean like sexy in like the cinematic sense i guess yeah um but it's cuz it's it's the only like 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 goggling scene like the only kind of like ooh, look, oh, at, her, look at her butt her butt. Um, yeah right it's like the only scene like that in any of his movies and because like even baby driver like all the stuff with him and deborah are very specifically like romantic in yeah. like a fairy tale way
1: mm-hmm.
0: not like sexy it's not sexy what yeah. they're doing it's like
1: sweet and there's never a scene where like baby is objectified where no. ba- baby is like taking a shirt off or right. like i guess there's a scene where he's like dancing and, and lip syncing around his blind dad yeah I, don't, dad.
0: I, I i again was, i think that's, that's more, more cute, cute. Yeah, yeah that's more cute and then and then of course you do have um uh uh darling and um
1: that's true darling and buddy
0: buddy buddy and darling and they definitely they 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 yeah i mean they fuck yeah they definitely get it on for sure um however it is i think it's presented in a way where it's like oh but they're the bad guys so (laughs) yeah yeah they have they have have sex because they're naughty they're bad Mm -hmm. they're bad guys um so yeah yeah largely sexless i would say which i'm into because steven spielberg is similar and i like that Mm -hmm. i don't i don't i don't i don't i'm not opposed to sexy stuff i mean look i you know mask uh mask Zorro is uh
1: yeah you just watched it last night,
0: yeah, I did, and it's uh incredibly sexy, dripping that, that movie Dri- yeah dripping, <laughs> it's sexy um and it's uh and it's great, it's a great time, uh but I do respect a filmmaker who decides uh that like yeah to cut to cut off his dick yeah like maybe 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 we just focus on the characters in the movie and we yeah. don't worry so much about it like the like, only
1: the only sex scene I can really think of in Spielberg's filmography is Munich. and that that's a horrifying sex scene.
0: Uh there's that and the color purple, I think, has one. Yeah. I think. because um, I think I yeah, I think I think the color purple has one. Um but those are like the only ones I think Raiders
1: is pretty sexy.
0: Raiders is sexy, but Raiders is sexy in a um what is that uh what is the vibe I'm thinking of? Uh I've lost it. It's fallen out of my brain. That old timey like nineteen forties like pitter patter.
1: Yeah, yeah, and Five. then there's like that that scene where like Marion is kissing Indy, where it hurts. Right, right. Oh
0: yeah, that's pretty sexy. The train sequence is pretty sexy. That's true. The train scene, that's good. Make right.
1: that make make that list, guys. Let's let's rank Spielberg's sexiest movies. <laughs> Raiders is Raiders has to be number one. Can't think I think of it
0: probably other. is. Right.
1: Can't think of anything else.
0: No. Ready, they, they, there ones. is that joke about how uh, Indiana and his dad both, like, got with the, hooked up with the same lady, the same <laughs> Nazi lady.
1: Yeah, it was so weird. <laughs> They're like, this would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Junior. Anyway. <laughs> we both laid pipe for the same woman. <laughs> we both slept with the same lady. <laughs> God. What a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway, um that's about does it. That's about does that's, it. I think Aurora. that about does it. Yeah. Uh you know
0: what's weird is we started talking about how uh, Christopher Nolan was largely sexless and then we came back around to it.
1: Yeah, we did. We we know it's right. you know, We had a we had a theme today. We did. Um, anyway, Christopher Nolan has never had sex. I know he has children. <laughs> but they were they were immaculate Uh, immaculate either immaculately conceived or they are
0: clones um (laughs) of some some type uh anyway um all right (laughs) that's uh i think that's all we got for minute 11 uh guys if you are on facebook and i understand why you wouldn't be but if you are uh the cornetto minute listeners pub is our group on facebook you can find the link in uh, any episode description of this show And you can just click click that Hop on Facebook and join the group And uh, join the discussions Over there uh, As we uh, talk about whatever the newest episode is I'm sure there will be a lot of Talk about sexless directors In today's group Postings sure. um, So uh, that, that will probably be uh, Interesting um, So that's the Cornetto Minute Listeners Pub on Facebook And we will be back Tomorrow, with minute uh, 12. But for now, let's boo boo.